Let's strategize together. Let's hear it from an expert. Join the conversation, it's informative and free. You and me, let's talk some strategy. Here's your host, Doreen Morin Van Dam. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Strategy Talks. I am your host, Doreen Morin Van Dam, and I am so glad you're here. If you're here live, let us know in the comments where you're joining it from and on what platform you're seeing this streamed live. If you're uh, watching the replay, please put hashtag replay in the comments. And if you have any questions, um, my guests and myself today uh, will be watching the comments for questions and we'll be happy to answer them. Last but not least, a special shout out to those of you who listen to Strategy Talks as a podcast. Before I introduce you to our guests, I want to tell you that we're talking about customer experience today. So if you work with customers, whether you're a business owner or you're a marketer, you need to say and listen. So a special shout out goes out to our sponsor, Social Insider. They are the intuitive dashboard for social media analytics, reporting and competitors analysis for brands and agencies. If you need data, you need Social Insider. So without much further ado, my guest is here. Her name is Mally Hart. And Mally, you and I go back Oh, 2011? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> that is crazy. In yes. the time of digital marketing, that's like ancient times. We were, like... <laughs> we were definitely part of that initial, I, I don't want to say we were, you know, the initial group. We were, we were the sub tier of the initial group. <laughs> we were, weren't we? And yeah. the fun part was that for those of you listening and watching that, uh, Mally put together what's called what was called at that time the Social Solutions Collective, mm -hmm. and we were content creators in that in the olden times where we were creating uh, mostly blogs for people mm -hmm. and giving them the news, which was amazing. Um, and I cannot tell you how grateful I am. I ended up being the Pinterest girl, and um, I ended up doing so much research on Pinterest that still serves me to this day. So <laughs> I appreciate you, Mally. I, I still have clients who use Pinterest, and I feel like I have a really good knowledge on how the platform works, even with the changes and why it's so important. So, but we're not talking about Pinterest today. No. We're no talking about customer experience to the next level. Before we do, I just want everybody to know who Mally is. In her own words, she says, I'm a longtime digital marketer with a background in web design, graphic design, and social media marketing. She says, I'm a tell it like it is kind of gal. While I have generally a positive nature, it is coated in a snarky candy shell. Common sense remains the most underrated soft skill amongst digital marketers. And isn't that the truth? Oh my well, of course, God. I think so. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Common sense. We need that for sure. Um, so let me just see. I have, see Elena is here. She's here. It looks like she might be here from the UK. So wow. that, that's fun. All right. So Mally, I'm going to join and jump right in. Great. How do you define customer experience? 
Well, the first thing is customer experience starts long before anybody is a customer. It starts at the prospect and lead level. And I mean, you can say prospect experience or lead experience. It just doesn't have the same cachet. People aren't going to pay attention to it as much. Sure. So customer experience is the overall experience the customer has with doing anything with your company from calling in with a support request to uh, getting a demo to check out your product or service. And I went backwards on those demo first, customer service at the end, but it's the entire experience. And it's, it's every person in your company that that customer talks to is part of that experience. So it's not just one department. Customer experience isn't a CX department or a, a even the support department. It's everything, marketing, uh, IT, the entire company. That's all part of the customer experience. Anybody who touches the customer or the customer's business is part of the experience. All right. So right there, tip number one or, or truth number one, if you're a customer experience expert, you have to make sure you talk to all the departments mm -hmm. and you have to ha understand where the customers, what, what points they, they talk to sales, what point they talk to production or, you know, any of those other places. So it's really important. I wasn't necessarily aware, even though I knew this, but I've never heard it framed that way. So if you're wondering what's happening with your customer experience and you're only looking to marketing or only looking to your customer service department, mm -hmm. that's right there where you're missing a lot of the customer experience right. information yeah. that you need to make your customer happy, right? Yes. All right. So. <laughs> so, so, so why is customer experience, why are we talking about it? What is so important about it? Well, while I don't believe in the adage that the customer is always right, I do believe that the customer always deserves your best. And that's what customer experience is about. If you're providing the best to your customer, which sometimes is telling them no, then they're going to come away feeling like they're, I guess, cared about is a good term. Customers want to do business with other people. They don't want to do business with a brand. They want to do business with the people who make up that brand. And they want to know that they're needs every need is important to that company on every level and that's why it's important that's why it needs to be talked about because across the board across the spectrum of different kind of industries customer service is done many different ways none of them are wrong mm -hmm. because there's no single way to deliver customer you know service customer experience it's it's vast and varied, just like a lot of what we do in digital. So it's hard. Yeah. So let's dive into that before I go to my next question. So it's vast and varied. Your customer experience that you want to give your customer, is that a decision based on, say, the customer experience expert? Is that a decision that's based on your business model? Is that based on the CEO's opinion? Well, how do we get there? How do we, I mean, that's a good question, right? It's a great question. How do we get there? And I'm going to give you that great social media answer. It depends. <laughs> how involved is your CEO? If the CEO is not involved all that much, then, you know, and many CEOs aren't that involved. They trust their team. So you have to get, I think the starting level is the highest member of the company who's involved in that experience. And then everybody's, everybody weighs in. Everybody should weigh in. Everybody should count because all customers are different, just like all businesses are different. And for one example, part of customer experience is realizing which of your customers want to DIY and which of your customers want to have it done for them. And that's a very different thing. And you have to figure that out early on because that first support ticket, if they want to DIY, you need to know that and help them do that if you can. So it's very important uh, for everybody to be on board. And, and that includes, you know, as high up as they're interested. If they're not interested, don't have them be part of it because 
it's going to cause problems. Right. Well, and now I'm going to poke the bear because I've been there before where the CEO was not involved in customer experience yet, you know, at some point it was brought up that, you know, well, my cousin's father's, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. wife uh, called and this is what happened. And so then all of a sudden the CEO might have an opinion Mm -hmm. and then, they realize that it's not the way they would do it. What what kind of response would a marketing team or customer experience team give when that's thrown at them? Well, that's a difficult question. And it depends a lot on how you treat your customer service or your support team. Um, if they feel like their jobs are always on the line, um, they're probably going to, I hate to say it, they're going to lie to you. <laughs> and they're going to say, oh, no, no, that didn't happen. This is what happened. But if your team trusts that you appreciate their expertise, you know, you're not going to get 100% satisfaction all the time. So, some people are just going to be angry. And and you don't know what's going on in their lives. They don't know what's going on in your lives. They're, everybody has bad days. Sure. Even your customer service team. Some customers are going to have bad days. The hardest part, I think, is standing your ground as that, as that customer service representative. So that's the hardest part. I'm making my whole desk shake. Sorry. <laughs> Talk with my hands. Um, the hardest part is taking that ownership and, and, and getting the approval to take that ownership. If you don't give any ownership or ability to choose a sense of urgency to your customer service or you know any person involved in customer service, that's where the problems are going to start because they can't follow a script. You go off script within seconds when you're talking to a real person, right? They're not a robot. They're not going to, no, you're supposed to ask this next. (laughs) They're not going to do that. No. So I don't know if I answered that question. You did. You did. And I appreciate that. So, so today we're talking about taking that customer experience to the next level, but before we can talk about next level, we need to know kind of what is the status quo of customer experience? You're in this field. What do you see? Are people doing a good job? Are they doing a mediocre job? Is there room for improvement? Do you thinking most companies are failing? You're the expert. I'd love to know. I mean, customer experience, we've all had bad experiences, right? And I'm thinking airline, hotels, but I think we also all can name that one story where they got it right, where somebody, one person made a difference. So what is the status quo of customer experience across the board? It's, it's just as varied as anything else. I think the only, the only one of your answers that I wouldn't say yes to was, you know, they're just, they're just horrible at it across the board. I don't know that any company's horrible at it across the board, but you're going to have your, your stellar experiences and your less than stellar experiences. And they're going to happen at the same company, because again, you don't know what's happening that day to that customer experience um, representative. You don't know what's happening to that customer on that given day, but what, you know, what are they doing? Well, when they respond, when they just take the time to respond as a human being, not a scripted canned response, because your customers are smarter than you think they are. Okay. They can smell insincerity or a canned script, you know, a mile away. So don't do it. Be a real person. Um, what are they doing well at? I mean, there's a lot of FAQs now, which are great for customer experience. That Those help those um, DIYers who want to just go in and say, oh, this happens all the time. I can do that. So I've seen great FAQs and resource pages and videos for a lot of companies are doing great at that. I think where they're missing the mark sometimes is um, response time. Mm. People expect a quick response or at least a response within the time frame you've stated is your regular Time frame. There's a company I deal with who has a fantastic product, 
they say repeatedly they're going to respond to things within two to three hours, and they never do. It's always over a day, and I have to harass them. I like the product so much that I, I continue to harass rather than looking for something else. And I say harass. I'm being polite, but I'm a little bit peeved because you can't tell me you're going to respond within two to three hours. And they're not just telling me that. They're telling everybody that. It's part of their you know, chat. And you have to don't. deliver on that. So the biggest problem in customer service is overpromising and underdelivering. That was a long roundabout way to get there. That's that's <laughs> that's great. That's great. Yeah. And I think that and for anybody who's listening or watching, that we all have that standout customer experience that we remember. And whether that's with a person or whether we associate it with a brand. And I'm gonna go off script here and tell sure. a story where I traveled alone with four kids to Europe many times um, from the US. And on one return trip, I had my three-month-old baby along with a five, a seven, and a nine-year-old and had a seven-hour layover in the airport. Mm -hmm. And while on the flight from Amsterdam to, I think I flew to Minneapolis, that had been, no, I flew into Detroit, had been fine. Once I got to the airport, that seven-hour layover was going to basically just destroy me physically <laughs> and mentally, right? Being, you know, and, and I'm giving you the mental picture that every time one of those four children needed to use the bathroom, I needed to oh, lug yes. four, four children, a stroller <laughs> and 10 bags. <laughs> so the one of the flight attendants that I've been on my flight watched me, literally make a corral with my bags and my four kids. And she came over and she's like, are you okay? I'm like, well, I have a seven hour layover. This is the only way I can hurdle them, you know, like together. <laughs> and she's like, just wait here. And I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. She came back. She brought him all snacks, drinks, brought me food out of her own money, her own pocket. And I'm like, can I pay you? She's like, no. She goes, I just want you to know that I see you Great. as mom to mom, which, you know, to this day has, you know, that's my customer experience that somebody went out of their way to do something they didn't have to do. And so talking, taking customer experience to the next level, what are some ways that companies, brands, business owners that are listening, that are watching, what can we do to take, to take the first steps to getting to the next level? What are some things that we have to know? Well, the number one thing you already said, uh, you just said, are, are people listening to this? You need to listen. Listening to your customers is the number one thing to, to better your entire customer experience, uh, platform, whatever you want to call it, system. Listen to them. And, and listen well and, and take notes if you can, because I think the number one, not number one, one of the big things that causes problems with customer experience is that over-promising, telling people you can do something that you can't or that the product can't. And part of the listening process is to hear that customer, that lead or whatever they are at that time say, I need it to do this. And I think the next step from that, that listening is being willing to tell them it can't not in its native state or not in its current iteration, it can't do that. However, we can, you know, bring in a third party, you know, an API can come in and help do that or something else. That's the biggest part. And the second thing is not just selling a product or service, sell something that the customer actually needs. So sales are part of the customer experience, obviously. And don't sell somebody something they don't need. And that's the next, the first step to taking customer experience to the next level. Then that listening will help you when they have a problem with that product or service or your team or anything else. You can look back. Hopefully you've kept those notes in some way in your CRM or something and say, oh, okay, this was really important to them. Let's see if this is still really important to them. 
or have their, you know, have their goals and, and use of the product changed. So again, listening, listening is the biggest, the best way to elevate anything. So let's, let's dive into that since we're marketers, right? Mm -hmm. How can a business, how can an online business, how can we listen online, offline? What are some of the places that you think maybe people are forgetting to listen? Well, I mean, if you're on a social platform, you have to monitor that social platform. So if you decided you needed to be on TikTok, you have to monitor TikTok. If you decided you needed to be on Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn or what else, Pinterest, (laughs) wherever else you do, YouTube, you have to have somebody's eyes watching those channels, probably several somebody's eyes. You have to watch your emails. And so many of us skim our emails and there's the problem. You're going to miss things if you skim your emails. If you get an email from a customer about an issue, you have to really read it. Maybe let several people read it if you were the only person who got it. Mm. So that's a good way to listen. Um, phone calls. We always, when somebody has a problem, we want to fix it right away. But you can't dive in and be the hero right away. Listen to what the actual problem is. It may not be what the customer thinks it is. And that wastes time if you aren't taking the second to really figure out what they're saying and you dive into something that isn't the fix, then they're upset because that didn't work. So that's the way. So taking listening to various different levels and it, it's listening with your eyes too. read. Read. Okay. I <laughs> love that. Is listening with your eyes. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So we need to, and then um, taking the information that we have, do you suggest putting that in one place, gathering that every month, gathering that every three months. What do we do with the information that we get from listening besides responding to that particular customer? Is there anything else we, we, we can do with that to elevate the customer experience for everybody? We already talked about FAQs and resource sections. So those need to be updated regularly. When you come across, anytime you have a repeat issue, that should be documented somewhere that other customers can look for it, but your newsletter, your email newsletter, or your email update or anything else that you send to customers and even to prospects can tell them about things that are happening currently amongst users. Um, if you sell some sort of cloud product, you know, cloud products have their own uh, problems and you sure. know, it changes and hot fixes and all that kind of stuff. If there's a hot fix out, let people know because maybe they don't use it enough to have even realized yet that this potential problem could be happening. Maybe they're light users. Hmm. Uh, you don't know. Not everybody's a heavy user of your product. Nope. So you got to take care of all those people. Maybe they're a once a month user and the problem happened on the first, but they're not going to use it till the 18th. <laughs> That's being a little too <laughs> specific. Pointed, yeah. But yeah. Um, so yeah, your newsletter, your social channels, there's nothing wrong with stating that your product is having a problem. I'm much happier when somebody tells me there's an outage and we're working on it than I have than me having to go and see how many people have asked if there's an outage and getting from that that there's actually an outage rather than the company telling me. All right. So there's there's a next great um, point that you just made. You're saying when you want to give your customers a great experience, people want knowledge. Mm-hmm. It's better to tell them when there's an issue or tell them there is a, a maintenance coming up or an outage coming up or that you're working on a fix than it is for people to go, I can't use this product and get upset, right? Because you're setting expectations as we're working on it. We acknowledge the issue um, and, you know, we'll, we should be back and the problem should be fixed. So, so this is kind of what the whole world's about, right? We want to know that 
politicians are fixing our road or that they're voting for something so our votes can be fixed. We want to know that um, our employer is, you know, doing stuff proactively to get us the best health insurance or knowledge is power. And you're saying that with customer experience, knowledge is power. Give them the power. Give them the knowledge. And, And also, you know, we often think about being proactive as making sure it never breaks. Well, that's a pipe dream. Okay. Being proactive is admitting it broke before you get 4,000 emails or 7,000 tweets or whatever, however big your company is, five tweets even. That's being proactive too. That's the basis level of proactive. Sharing, like you said, the knowledge, the information that matters with your customer base, with your prospect base. Your prospects want to know, hey, does this happen a lot? Because that could be a problem. Yeah. So Mally, have you seen anybody use some innovative strategies or approaches um, that truly took customer experience to that next level? Do you, can you, do you have any examples or have you had a, an experience or have you had a happy outcome somewhere where you're like, oh, this worked and I wasn't sure. And it's really going to be the next golden standard. Have you seen anything? Yeah, sure. I think there's two ways. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about something more broad. And then I do have a customer experience story that is, I think is good as yours. It doesn't involve four kids though. <laughs> uh, five kids. Um, I think user groups, they, they were big when you and I first started, there were a lot of groups and then they kind of disappeared. They got a little spammy. They got a little weird, but they're kind of making a comeback and creating user groups is part of customer experience because if your customers can help each other too, and you're there to help facilitate it, that's fantastic. That's, that's proactive. That's building a community that's offering a great customer experience. I mean, that hits it across all the ties. So yeah, communities, um, Q&A sessions can be great. Like if you're willing to do it, you know, uh, AMAs, ask me anything, you know, um, they still work. And I see some of those and, the, and those are great. And just sharing openly and honestly across your social channels. I'm seeing a lot of brands that are being more human. Mm. And that's the number one thing, be human with customer service. And that ties into my little story. Okay. When we first moved into this, my, the house we're in now, um, we didn't have internet for like a month for all the things we tried to do. We, it was a two companies fighting over who got this house. <laughs> and I finally went to Twitter. I was like, I don't know any place else to go. And I sent a DM and said, I am... I'm, I'm beyond livid. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, this is causing problems for work, for everything else. And I got a great customer service rep who wasn't even a customer service rep. He was somebody in the IT department who happened to be checking tweets just to make sure stuff was, you know, going okay. And he stayed with me, Doreen. He got my phone number and called me to make sure things were working. He kept tweeting. He kept this um, DM and Twitter went on for days, over a week. And at the end of that week, we had internet. And it was because I finally went to Twitter and said, we can't do this anymore. I'm about to say some really nasty things about your company on Twitter because I'm at that point. And I don't advise that. But when you go a month or something without help, and again, I never advise anything nasty, but I was going to say, I'm really not getting helped. I was going to say that. And that's what happened. And I mean, this guy called me a month later to make sure it was still working. Wow. <laughs> and that's somebody in the IT department yes. who, this is perfect. This ties perfectly in where you started that customer experience. If you missed the beginning of this session, <laughs> if you 
want to give your customers the best customer experience. It's not just you as an online marketer or somebody at customer service desk. It's everybody needs to take responsibility Mm -hmm. together. And somebody at the IT desk can do that. Somebody in sales can do that. It's going, honestly, it's taking that extra step, going that extra mile, as we used to call it. You don't have to go a mile. Mm -hmm. You just have to go a phone call, a couple (laughs) of steps. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, yeah. And I, I've had lousy customer experiences, which I also remember, mm-hmm. but sometimes even a lousy customer experience can make up for it by somebody being human and, and just kind of going, yeah, we messed up twice. <laughs> I'm really sorry. We messed up. I, that happened. I ordered something. Um, it got lost in the mail a month later. I'm like, Hey, where's my order? They sent me the order. It's only half of the order. So I'm like, I cannot believe now it's been two and a half months. And I'm still waiting for half of my order. And they credited me all the money and sent me another order and they fixed it. But I mean, the time frame was crazy, but they did fix it. So um, customer experience can come and a good customer experience can come from any level, anywhere in the company. So how do we foster this culture of empathy in all the different teams to make everybody in the company understand that customer experience is something they should also be part of. How do we within a company, if you're watching this and you're a business owner, and this could be our last question because I think this is a big one. Sure. How do we give that responsibility to everybody in the company or who gives that responsibility and how do you make sure that people want to be part of that? Because how, how did the IT guy, why was he doing that? What made him do that? There's probably a gap, I would say. Maybe somebody was out for the day and he, you know, IT guys come in, IT guys come in and fill lots of gaps in companies mm. that you don't know about. They come in and monitor social. They do all sorts of things. So there's part of that. I think the biggest, if we're talking about fostering that empathetic overall yeah. response, it has to be everybody, including the customer. So I want to go back to what I said a minute ago. I wasn't going to say nasty things about the company on Twitter. I was going to say I was frustrated and really at the end of my rope is what I right. would say. Because it's not anybody on the social media's team's fault that it broke. But let's go the reverse. If you're helping this customer who's very frustrated, they didn't break it on purpose. Maybe they didn't even do anything to break it. Maybe it was a system glitch, a bad um, upgrade that needs a patch, that the patch didn't happen. Fostering that sense of empathy and that sense of ownership, I think that's the bigger one. And if somebody at the company who's overseeing the overall customer experience goal, whoever that may be, the marketing director, uh, uh, an up with it and on it CEO, a CTO, any, anybody in the C-suite, any manage, manager or above level who's doing that, give some ownership to your team to do what needs to be done to help that customer. Don't have them follow a script. Don't make them come ask you, okay? If you want an unhappy customer, make the person helping them jump through hoops. If you want a happy customer, let that person take ownership. Let them beg forgiveness later if they went off script, but they mm. helped the customer. So don't don't ask for permission. This is People are going to take this and say I'm being horrible saying this, but don't, you can't always ask for permission. Sometimes you have to beg for forgiveness when you do something to make the customer happy. Sure. I think that is a great answer. So giving people the opportunity to do right, Mm -hmm. um, which ties into the agile framework of, 
giving people more responsibility, making the team figure stuff out and allowing them to fail because sometimes a customer yes. service rep might fail at doing the job the right way, but most of the time they're going to kill it because they have that, they have that okay to, to do that. Um, as far as scripts, I just want to dive into that sure. for one second. Um, you're saying to go off script, would it still be, well, not always, but sure. would it still be okay to say these are the parameters or if it, if these words are used or if this level of customer say this is a recurring customer that they're, you know, they're paying 10,000 a month or whatever it is at a certain level, you need to elevate it, right. Or escalate it. I think that happens on, on any, let's, let's use a support ticket as an example. Okay. Cause that's one of the main ways that you're going to engage in a customer service or customer experience thing. You get a support ticket, uh, knowing how to triage that ticket. Um, is it a complete work stoppage or is it a how-to question? Totally different things. Mm. Totally different things. Complete work stoppage. You take that up the line as far as you need to until it gets fixed. And that doesn't matter how big the customer is. I don't believe customer experience should say that the customer paying a million dollars gets better customer service than the customer paying $50,000. I don't think that should happen. Thank you for Um, saying that. Because sometimes the hardest problems are going to come from those littler guys who are using it for one very specific thing. And there's no patch for that one specific thing. The Maybe the bigger company who made the product or service, say you're a reseller, maybe they have given up uh, their customer service on that little thing, but you haven't. So that person deserves all your care and attention. And if that little thing is a, a work stoppage, but the big guy just has a, hey, how do I do this question? <laughs> Um, you take care of the break fix first. Doesn't matter that that other company is bigger. That's something that can, you can just say, hey, we'll get back to you on this a little later this afternoon. That's a how-to question. And just say that. I love that. This is a great (laughs) way, a great place. I love talking customer experience with you, Mally. Where are you most active these days on social? If people want to connect with you, learn more. You know, I know you're active on LinkedIn. Is that where you want people to connect with you? Uh, There or Twitter. Twitter is still my favorite. I know many people think it's a dumpster fire or other unsavory terms, but I love Twitter. I've always loved Twitter. And on Twitter, I am at it is Mally Hart and LinkedIn, just plain old Mally Hart. You'll find me. Uh, Picture looks pretty much like this. (laughs) A little bit better lighting. uh, That's awesome. So if you are a business owner, a marketer, a social media professional, and you really want to learn more about customer experience, which I learned a lot today, um, connect with Mally. She gives some great advice. She is a little snarky, I can tell you from experience, 100%. um, But connect with her and learn from her. And when you think about your own customer experience that you give to your customers, whether you are a small boutique or a solopreneur, or you work in-house for a large company, start looking at it with empathy and from human to human. I think these were all wonderful tips. Mally, thank you so much. I appreciate your time this morning. I'll be back in two weeks. Uh, with an episode because next week is holiday 4th of July. So we won't be going live. So in two weeks, I'll be back with strategy talks. Thank you so much. I appreciate you so much, Mally. And we'll see you on the flip side. All right. This was so fun. Thank you for having me. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. (laughs) 